Hello and welcome to another episode of The Ranklist. This week my guest is the wonderful Vicky Hawksworth and as usual we're just going to get straight on into it. So here Vicky is and we're talking about what her theme is going to be for this week's episode. How are you doing? Ah yeah I'm really good, how are you? I'm great thank you. It is a very cold evening and um, I've, I've just had my tea so I'm, I'm quite full up and ready to to talk a lot me too yeah yeah before you recorded I was eating my tea on zoom to you so just a little insight for anyone listening <laughs> it, it was an interesting conversation to have I have to admit why don't you let everyone know what theme you have picked for the rank list this week I've gone for dance films because when I was younger, I feel like they were just a massive part of my, not necessarily life, but my film life, maybe. I really like them. And my favourite film is a dance film. So I thought we'll go with that. When you, when you mentioned that this was going to, it was kind of expected. I was like, you know what? It makes sense because I think I know what your favourite film is. I think you've mentioned it before, but yeah. um but we'll uh, obviously we'll talk about that later on. But yeah, no, I um, when I was researching for it, I was like, oh my god, there are so many films that have got dancing in, or either that or uh, actually about dancing that I've forgot about. That I was like, these are so amazing. These are great films, and I can't wait to talk about them. Uh, okay, so we're going to start off with number five. Uh, uh, so why don't you kick off? What is uh, number five on your list? I think that many people will find this quite controversial. Oh, and okay expecting this to be on the list it's not listed as a dance film however there is dancing of a sort in there what you might describe as erotic or exotic um dancing and this film is the full monty (laughs) (laughs) Uh, okay do you know what i um that worked and it's the whole point of the show uh, the film is that they are these steel workers that are unemployed now because the industry's um fallen apart a bit and they need to make money to feed the families and um to you know fund life and so they they learn to dance like the Chippendale men do and I just like it because it's something a little bit different to you what you would expect when you say dance movie but there is still dance in there and it's English Exactly. Quintessentially British viewing. It is 100%. I, my mum is going to love this episode. She absolutely adores the full Monty. She also adores the film that I picked for my number five as well. Um, but yeah, it's absolutely brilliant. It's probably one of the most famous British films like ever. To be honest. Yeah. Because I-, I mentioned it. I said to my sister that I was doing this and I said, I'm going to watch the full Monty tonight because I remembered that I watching it when I was young, actually, I think younger than I probably should have been watching it. <laughs> um, and she was like, that's not about dance. Um, but I think it counts. And yes, yeah, so you think it's one of the, the most famous British films? I that- think it could consider to be. I mean, it's also one of the best as well. Like it is a really, really good film. It's a really great film to just watch, just kind of sit back and relax and just have a laugh. Yeah, it's funny, it's entertaining, it's it's very British, like you said, and it is a bit different. You've, there's not many films about that topic. I also think that the kind of the impact it's had on um, society as well, and I know that very recently on like ITV, they've been making those um, 
those yeah. specials, the full Monty. I know they did it on ice recently, but I know they've, they've been doing it for a couple of years now to raise awareness for um, for some charities and with uh, Ashley Banjo from Diversity. And uh, yeah. I think, so technically, if you are thinking that it's connected to dance, it definitely is because if they're making this stuff now, the full Monty on ice or whatever with all these celebrities and Ashley Banjo is involved, one of the most famous British dancers, then of course it's about dance. Yeah, I mean, I thought I was going to have to bite its corner a lot more, but thank you, you're definitely on my side. I am, yeah. I, I, I think you've made a very good decision there and it is also a great film and not one I thought about. Well, I'm glad that then we've got a bit of contrast, but I have to mention it before we forget that scene where they're lining up to get the doll money and the, the guy just starts dancing around and like thrusting and everything. <laughs> Remember, like it's like the most yeah, iconic yeah. scene from the film. And that's what's great about it. Like it just shows as well, joy for dancing. I think in a dance movie, joy for dance is massively important. Exactly. And I think that's what's so good about dance films is that, not only are they celebrating dance, but they're also like celebrating life as well. And I suppose that's what's so good about dance is that it's so universal and it, you know, it can be seen or, or heard in any, any kind of sense. And the full Monty does it very well. It does. Can I just say as well, I just thought now modern day, we've got magic Mike. Yes. What do you think inspired magic Mike? I think it might've been the full Monty. Yeah, definitely. But Channing Tatum stripping, it's all down to the full Monty. Exactly. What did Channing, what film did Channing Tatum watch to get, get in the groove for Magic Mike? Obviously. Obviously a bunch of men from Sheffield <laughs> dancing around. <laughs> right. Okay, that's wonderful. Um, and now we're going to move on to my number five. Now, I don't know whether you might have this film either further up on your list or whether it whether it is even on your list at all. But my number five... And I have to preface this by saying, if I didn't put this film on my list, my mum would have killed me. Oh my gosh, what is it? Um, it is Dirty Dancing. <gasps> oh, number five. Yeah. It's a very good film. Yeah. A bit dark, actually, when you remember. I only really watched this film because my mum used to make me watch it. Because, <laughs> right. you know, she it is one of her favorite films like ever ever yeah um, so that's why do you think it's on on fifth for you because it was forced on you um not necessarily because i don't think just because it's at fifth i'm not saying that it's a bad film if you know what i mean yes like, yeah. i i enjoy dirty dancing just as much as the next person and you know there's so many iconic moments in it so many um, lines and and things that happen in it and the acting and of course patrick swayze uh, yes. in one of his most iconic roles ever. Um, I have to say, after I watched Dirty Dancing, I changed my name on um, Pixo Chat, was it, on the Nintendo DS? Oh, yeah. to Swayze 01 or something. I was in love with him. <laughs> I feel oh. like that was the case with everyone. I feel like Patrick Swayze Mania sweeped the world when Dirty yeah. Dancing first came out. Just got me quite a few years later. Yes, but I mean, you know, who who wouldn't be attracted to Patrick Swayze in that film, let's be honest. Uh, but yeah, no, you know, there's the moments, the big um, crescendo at the end with the dance to I've had the time of my life and no one puts baby in a corner, you know. If you think about dancing films, Dirty Dancing is the quintessential one. It's the one that people probably think of first or the most. Yeah, it comes to mind immediately. Yeah. And that's why, for me, 
Dirty Dancing is at number five. I'm so intrigued to see what your other ones are. Yeah, I feel like there's going to be one in here that you are just going to be like, what the hell? But I'm very excited to get to it. I feel like your list is well more informed than my list. And I just want to get it out there that I am in no way a film buff. <laughs> Yours, is, I'm probably going to be like, I'm going to change my list to your list by the end of this. No, I mean, every list is valid. I, I feel like, because <laughs> the, the thing is, there are so many, even just films about dance, let alone films that have just got dancing in them. So, yeah. it you know, there's just so many possibilities and so many things you could talk about. And like I said, when I was researching this, there were just so many films where I went, oh my God, like one that's not on the list at all that I won't mention, but do you ever remember the Disney film Jump In with Corbin Blue from High School Musical? No, I don't. So basically this was, and I don't know whether this was before Corbin Blue was in High School Musical or if it was after. I think it might have been just after the first High School Musical film. But basically it's this film about jump rope but it's technically classed as a dance film. Um, and it is, it's literally about Corbin Blue being this, this whole like, oh, I don't, I don't care about doing all this kind of stuff. He's kind of like his character in High School Musical where he's the basketball player. He doesn't want to, he doesn't want to sing. He doesn't want to be part of the musical and that kind of thing. And then he sees these people jumping rope and then he's kind of getting into it and like, and then they eventually end up competing in this competition towards the end of the movie. And that was a film that I just completely forgot about. I never knew it existed. But it is, it, I mean, I remember when I watched it as a child, I completely loved it. Don't know whether that was because I was obsessed with Corbin Blue because of High School Musical, <laughs> but... I mean, I'll be honest, he sounds like a chef to me more than, uh, <laughs> more than an actor. But I know who you're talking about, I just Googled him, and I do remember him from High School Musical. Um, but yeah, yeah, he does sound like a chef. Oh no, what's that? Is that because of Cordon Bleu? Isn't that a phrase? Cordon Maybe Bleu. it is, yeah. <laughs> That's why. Let's move on. Before we go back into the list, we've got to... We've got to do a worst pick, a film that is a dancing film that is we just don't like. It's not not one that we're we're a fan of. Who's going first? Uh, you know what? Shall I kick it off? I'll kick off with my worst pick. So my worst pick is not a film necessarily about dance, but it is a film that has got a lot of dancing in it. Um, and it is a film that everyone will agree is a bad film. It is universally hated, and that film is Cats. <gasps> oh, I did not expect that. Oh, my God, of course. Yeah, it was bad. It was. I went to see it um, with my mum and sister. Just It was like more of a social thing between the three of us. That's what my mum had selected for us to watch, and it was just, I thought it's going to get better, and it didn't. <laughs> for a film that, like doesn't really have a plot as same with the musical the musical doesn't really have a plot it is just one of those things that's singing and dancing you would think that the dancing parts of the movie would make the movie better but it just it it doesn't and that's not to say that like the choreography of the film isn't good because i think there were some 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 good choreography throughout but just as the overall experience and the overall kind of vibe of the movie just nah completely I know I mean for me with Cats and I know that this is just generally like probably the plot for the musical as well it was kind of like I was sort of invested in in 
this them, this cat that gets selected and then there's no answer on to what is that they're at where they're actually going <laughs> it, I know that you're kind of are you supposed to make that assumption for yourself as to what it means I think so but then I also believe that um that you know Andrew Lloyd Webber and whoever else he wrote cats with were probably on a lot of drugs when they wrote it <laughs> Yeah, so, to be honest they also probably don't know either yeah that's a very good point <laughs> uh, but but again i think that's another thing because i know that a lot of people love the, the musical and yeah. it's got like quite a cult following it's kind of one of andrew lloyd webber's most revered musicals um it's probably you know a very a very popular one um as all of his musicals are but um i, I even you know, heard people who were massive fans of the musical who just said that it just completely didn't translate onto. I wonder, onto is the that what does that work? I think necessarily in musicals being translated onto screen as well. Like, don't get me wrong, I'm a big fan of Mamma Mia, but when I watched Les Mis in the cinema, I didn't really enjoy it. Now I've not seen it as the musical, but it's like critically acclaimed, right? Is it just something in that translation thing, or was it just me who didn't like Les Mis? I don't, I don't know really, because I personally do quite like Les Mis, and I think that that particular adaptation was probably one that was kind of 50-50. But generally, for me, musicals, and we'll talk more about a couple of other musicals um, later on, um, I generally think that some are, are quite good when they're adapted to, to yeah. movies. But, you're, but yeah, I think it's very much a 50-50 split. It's either great or it's really bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it can't. It, it, it's got to be either. There's no in between. Musical, it's musical Marmite. Literally, exactly <laughs> that. Yeah. Okay, well, that is my worst pick. I'm very intrigued to find out what yours is. So I've stayed again on a specific theme of dancing with this um, because I'll be honest, most dance films I watch, I like. And if I don't love them I, I still like them a bit like when you watch trash tv and it's rubbish but it's so rubbish it's good kind of thing so what I've gone with is a film that I really really just was so disappointed by and that was Hustlers so um that came out only not last year year before I think yeah it was and the it, year before um, with JLo and they again are I guess exotic erotic dancers yes um, strippers and yeah um and I don't know it was just it wasn't actually the the dancing or anything that that wasn't good it was just a bad film to be honest um because it was just I think like they really sold it in the trailer that you were gonna like really enjoy this film and it was just long and drawn out and a bit dull and by the end of the film me and my boyfriend were the only people left in the cinema and there were a few of us there at the beginning so people just gave up on it and um yeah it just I know it's based on a true story I just feel like it could have been sort of shorter and would have been more effective and yeah it was just lackluster for me didn't work well I'm I'm um I'm gonna have to say I actually really enjoyed this film oh did you I'm so <laughs> sorry I just slacked it off for 10 minutes <laughs> no I um I, I mean, I'm very actually interested to see that there's a, there's, you know, I, I haven't spoke to many people who've seen this film who didn't like it, actually. So it's nice to see a different perspective. Um, I, I completely get why 
people might not like it because I, I suppose, like you said, with the trailer, people are going into this movie expecting one thing, but you're, you're getting a complete other. And I can understand that um, I believe... Oh, no, wait, no, I might have been wrong about this. No, it is. See, I was wrong about that. I thought that James Corden was in this film, but that's another one. It's. Um... Oh, my God, imagine if he had been. <laughs> it would have been <laughs> 10 times worse if he was. <laughs> Uh, but but no, I think I mean I personally had a really great time with it. I thought J Lo was great. I um I am in the camp of can't believe she got missed off the um the Oscar and Golden Globe list for supporting actress. I thought she was a shoe in for that, but clearly the Academy voters and all them what did, didn't believe that. Um, but yeah, no, generally I, I like it. But um too long for me i like the premise of it and the story behind it but i felt like it could have been told maybe more vibrant maybe it's just me i love to get like feel good energy from a film and that's obviously a it's a uh perhaps a darker story than you might expect yep. from the trailer and maybe that was it maybe if i rewatched it i might appreciate it more for what it actually is rather than what i feel i was sold in the trailer yeah, because I think you know what I remember not actually seeing much of of the of the plot or kind of anything to do with the film before going into it. So maybe because you had kind of like a pre-existing, um, you know, idea of what was going to happen. Yeah, and Lizzo was in it, which Lizzo being in it was brilliant. But maybe I was going in with like Lizzo goggles. I thought it was going to be like <laughs> Lizzo's music, and it was not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and she, to be fair, she's not actually in it that much either. No, she's not. No. So they do kind <laughs> no, of over. I didn't go just for Lizzo. I did. I, I did think it was going to be better than I. I thought it was when I watched it. But Usher was in it as well. I forgot that Usher was in it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but no, I completely understand that. I um, and yeah, no, like I said, it's interesting to see um the opposite opinion because I I quite enjoyed it. Is oh, it number one on your list? No, it's not. It's actually not on my list. I, I was looking at it. I was kind of thinking, yeah, maybe. But but no, if it was number one in my list, this uh, this podcast would be very different right now. But um, but no, we're uh, we're okay. We're dancing as well. Another <laughs> <laughs> forms of dancing. In I'm not just like obsessed with with the pole. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so we're now going to jump back into the list and we're going to go with number four. So what is number four on your list? Number four on my list. I don't know that it definitely counts as specifically dance. I don't think dance is generally a genre, but uh, from Google in this week, this film has got iconic dance moves in it. Things that if you, if those songs come on at a family do, at karaoke, any party you know how to dance along to it so I felt like it deserved to be on the list and that is Greece. yeah I, I can accept that completely it definitely it's got the dancing in it so of course it's like, I, iconic dancing as well if um Grease Lightning comes on everyone does the same move and like that's rare you don't get that with many films many dance films to be fair if the song came on I wouldn't know what a dance move they'd done but with Greece, you can do it it's like it's like the cha-cha slide you know what moves to go for but it is better than the cha-cha slide I wish I hadn't used that comparison <laughs> no I think you're right though in terms of in the comparison of 
them two songs is that Grease Lightning will fill a dance floor. Yes, exactly. And as well, when that theme tune comes on, I feel like it makes me kind of want to like dance around like funky and stuff. I feel like it's it makes you want to dance and that's important too. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm pretty sure I've sung Summer Nights Drunk quite a few times. Oh my gosh, yeah, a million times. You do the hand as well. The hand goes up. Yes. <laughs> Literally. I, yeah, definitely. I also, do you think that Greece might have been the first example of trying to pass 30-year-olds as teenagers? Probably not the first, but um, definitely it's very obvious when you watch it. Who is it? Uh, I can't remember his name now. It's not Kanicki and it's not Danny. It's the other friend with the curly hair. Um, he looks a bit like Mario on Guess Who. I don't know if you'll remember what Mario on Guess Who looks like. It's probably a very niche reference. That is a niche reference. <laughs> I can't gonna... it. Oh, but he's <laughs> so like 30 odd years old and it's so obvious. <laughs> I just I just think like because it's happened so many times now since Greece and I probably Greece is one of the most famous examples of it happening. Yeah. Yeah, Rizzo as well. She definitely wasn't a teenager. Exactly. But, but um, I think they've gotten better at hiding it now. I think they do get younger looking stars whereas yeah. back then like here's a bunch of 30-year-olds in high school out clothes just kind of do what you will with it but yeah no i think you're, de- you're definitely right with greece it is um very iconic movie and i would say that my number four is kind of in the same vein as, as that okay because it's not necessarily a film about dancing but it is a film that has got some very good dancing in it okay and uh my film at number four is the greatest showman Oh, oh, you're going to hate me again. <laughs> <laughs> Do you not like The Greatest Showman? <laughs> right. It might have been the setting in which I watched it. I went to a drive-in cinema last year in summer and watched it there. And I was just, I feel like it was overhyped. Well, I understand why you don't like it now. I feel well, like, I feel like driving, you know, drive-in cinemas are not places to watch a film for the first time, in my opinion. I know, but I had I had not many options on the dates I could go, and it was that or or Aladdin, and then I don't know. We just ended up on I that can, one. I can understand why you picked it because you might think you know, oh, it's going to be great, but um, but yeah, I feel like a driving cinemas where you go to watch like Back to the Future or ET or something like that. Yes, okay, I take your point. I should have picked a starter film. Exactly. But I completely understand, like, you know, if you didn't have a good time with it. But personally, for me, I mean, when The Greatest Showman first came out a couple of years ago, I uh, I watched it like three times in the cinema. And I also went to the sing-along version. Yes, it is a very sing-alongable film. Yeah. And I just think that it's um, probably in recent memory, one of the best choreographed movies in terms of musicals um you know all the the dance sets all you know the songs and all that kind of stuff um just any time they are moving or dancing in the film is just impeccable in my opinion to be fair the more you talk about it the more it's sort of coming back to me and i'm thinking the dancing was very very good and i did really like the scene where um zach efron and Hugh Jackman are in the bar and they're like 
becoming business partners. That was amazingly choreographed. Exactly, yeah. It was, you know, it is a spectacle. It is very good. I can't fault the choreo- choreography. I can't fault the songs, actually. I'm being honest with you. I can't remember why I didn't like it that much. It was because you were watching it in a drive-in cinema. That's, that's, what I'm that. saying. that's exactly <laughs> what it was, uh, in my opinion, anyway. But, yeah, I um, I just think, like, it, it just, it's so great. From, I mean, it does have its problems, but the songs are incredible. The, you know, the dancing is is great. I always remember uh, the dance when they're um, singing. And if I can remember the song, the name of the song is um, when he's just opened the, the, the show and they've just like performing for the first time. And it's kind of that like time is progressing while they're singing the song you know i'm gonna have a look to see what the song's called oh come alive there we go okay came to me um (laughs) and the the dancing when they're in the ring towards the end of that song is just i think it's absolutely perfect and i believe as well the um the choreographers of uh the greatest showman also choreographed the dancing in jingle jangle i don't know whether you watched that came out on netflix over christmas was it good? So I didn't but, see it. Um, but the the dancing was also a very good point of that movie, in my opinion, as well. So it seems that it's all down, obviously all down to the choreo- choreographers when it comes to how good the dancing is and how slick it is. I have to say as well, the scene with the, the hoop in the air. Yes. With is that how you pronounce Zendaya. it? Zendaya. Zendaya knew that and Zach Efron uh, that was that was some beautiful stuff so I perhaps again need to re-watch this in a in a home environment yeah I think that would definitely be a good idea all right okay so that was number four we're going to move on to number three and um this is the one that i think you might be surprised at from me so we'll start off with uh what is it number three for you okay well in this place i wanted to encapsulate the dance movies that made me love dance movies so i did a bit of research i watched a couple of the ones that i really loved uh, when i was younger and i've chosen to represent this what i would say is a particular area of dance film I've picked Step Up um, because I watched a lot of them when I was younger. I watched Step Up, I watched Step Up 2, Step Up 3, Step Up 4, 5, there was lots of them. And uh, things like Honey. And I watched, oh, there was another one and I've completely forgotten it. Street Dance was one of them, I'm pretty sure. Yes, Street Dance. I watched a lot of these. And so I watched Step Up the other night and then I watched Honey last night. And Step Up pipped it because when I was watching Honey, um, do you remember it was Jessica Alba? I think so. Yeah, you know, I'm going to have a little Google, but uh, carry on. Came out in 2003, I think it was um, Jessica Alba doing a bit of street dance. And I just, I really loved it then. And I was bored watching it. So it's not stood the test of time for me. However, when I watched Step Up again, I loved it. And it just brought back all those like, that's just that happy joy feeling that you get sometimes when you watch a film. It made me want to dance. It made me want to go to these clubs that happen to be in every dance film. They always go to a club and there's always a section in the middle where they're all doing like proper dance moves. I've never seen that in my life. And never have I been to a club where the floor is clean enough for you to put your hands on the floor and spin around. I don't think that exists. But in these films, 
like Step Up, that is a place that exists and it's a place that I would love to go to because of films like Step Up. And also Step Up had this mix of dances. It mixed the street dance with the sort of classical uh, contemporary dance. And I liked that fusion and also Channing Tatum's in it. Yeah, I mean, that's always a great, uh, you know, great <laughs> selling point to watch a film. I think as well, because, I mean, it, I know the first Step Up came up came out in like 2006 or something. So I wasn't that, I, was, I mean, I was nine then. But I do remember them being like quite formative years because like Step Up and all those kind of films that came after it, because I feel like Step Up was kind of the first one. But it was like, it was like a complete fad, wasn't it? Everyone was obsessed with these films. Yes. Whether they were good or not, because <laughs> necessar- not they're not necessarily great films, but people love them all the same just because. And I think, obviously, like I said, the language of dancing just brings everyone together. Yeah. So that's why I, I picked specifically Step Up, because I think as a whole, they do have that sort of... Uh, reputation as not being particularly great because I feel like in some cases everything was focusing on that choreography which might not necessarily have stood the test of time now we're in 2021 Um, and that's why I picked the original step up because when I watched it back I still felt like it worked it's still related and there's a lot of plot line in there about um their lives from different worlds and there's actually a really poignant sad moment there's a loss of of life I don't want to give anything away for anyone that's not watched it and that really did it made me tear up now I'm an easy crier I don't want to missell it for anyone but it still had all that emotion in it and it still gripped me and it was really good whereas I think some of the follow-ups like maybe the step up two and street dance some of those didn't quite have that same impact because they kept just trying to regurgitate the same product because it worked whereas I think step up does does have those good qualities as well as the good dancing exactly I feel like with a film like step up is that it worked so well and that so many people loved it that you probably, when you come to make a new one, you're like, well, we need to make sure that we use everything that worked in the first one. But then obviously they risk doing exactly the same film and not taking any risks. But then on the other side of the coin, it's like a double-edged sword, really. If you try and make a different film and take risks and stuff, then you are risking people not liking it and not going watching it. And then that's, you know, money out of pocket. And when we were teens, it was so easy. You just had to say, oh, it's a dance film. And we all just flocked to the cinema to exactly. watch. Exactly. Yeah, indeed. Well, yeah, no, I think that's great. And I feel like we couldn't have done a podcast about movies with dancing in it or movies about dancing without mentioning the Step Up films and that kind of era of dance movie. I have to say as well, as much as I've said that the other Step Up films might not stand the test of time, I haven't had time to rewatch them since. But what I do remember is a character called Moose, who was in, I think, the second and third Step Up films. And he was brilliant. And I don't remember any of the dancing, but I remember his character and he was great. So if the rest of it is rubbish, hats off to Moose. Very good. Right. So we're going to move on to uh, what film I have picked for number three. And this film for me is, it's quintessentially about dancing. It is completely, I mean, it's about dancing and singing, but the dancing is the thing that prevails in my opinion. Um, It's not one that you would necessarily expect to be put on the list, but I am a stickler for these type of films and I could not have forgiven myself if I'd have left it off the list. My number three 
is Happy Feet. <laughs> I've never seen it. Is it about dance? So, yeah, so Happy Feet is, of course, a an animation film. Actually, funnily enough, came out in the Step Up era. Oh, is it Dancing Penguins? It's Dancing Penguins. But this is the thing. So the thing that's so good is that it's kind of your generic uh, story about somebody who is kind of ostracized by their community and kind of thrown out into the dirt because they're different to everyone else. So this is the thing. So so obviously you haven't seen it, so I'll just explain a little bit about what the plot is about and why I think the plot of the film is what makes the film so good. So um, it's set in Antarctica, I think, or the Antarctic, whichever one it is. I get confused between the two. Um, And it's basically every emperor penguin has what's known as a heart song, right? So the main thing that all these penguins do is sing. They're all singers. That's the kind of the deal, right? Um, And basically to, to mate in this, in this universe, in this film, you have to have the same heart song as another penguin. And if you find the penguin with the same heart song as you, you mate and make a child and that's that. Now, two characters in the film meet, they have the same heart song and they uh, mate and make this egg. And basically uh, what happens with penguins is the females are the ones that go away to hunt for food while the, um, the emperor penguins in- incubate the eggs um, and then the female penguins come back ready for when the little penguins are born. Okay. Now, while the female is away, um, the emperor penguin who's looking after the child who will be called Mumble. Okay. Um, well, he accidentally knocks him over and basically... Uh, when he's born, he can't sing. So there's this really sad moment in the film where they bring him in front of all the people and they say, right, sing. And then he just, he can't sing. And it's really, really sad and emotional. But what he can do is tap dance. Oh my days. Amazing. (laughs) Um, And honestly, I just think like, it's such an emotional, wonderful film. I absolutely love anything animated. You know me, like, I'll watch a Disney film or whatever any day of the week. And this is no different. I just think it's so heartwarming and so beautiful. And, you know, the ending of the film, I I don't really want to spoil it, but um, the ending of the film is completely just like, unlike anything you would ever imagine. Um, And hmm? yes, I'll cry. Yeah, you definitely cry. Um, and, And again, it's all just about, like, you know, it doesn't matter if somebody is different, you know, if you accept them as part of the community and if it not just accept them, but also talk about and kind of be interested in what's different about them. Yeah. So it's a lesson then. For, for It is. It's a very big lesson. For kids. I, learning about the world that sounds massively important exactly and elijah wood is the voice of mumble and robin williams is in it so you know what else do you what more do you want elijah wood was frodo right yes Yes. i feel like that's made me 
less likely to like the penguin just because I can't imagine him as a penguin he's got a bit of a I don't mean to be nasty he's got like harsh features that I think are more suited to a scary character and okay. I'm sorry this is I mean, so no I, I get it but what you've got what you've got to remember, Vicky, is he's an animated penguin. He looks nothing like Elijah Wood. I know, but when I found out that uh, Mr. Tumble was the guy that played Jake in the tweenies, it really upset me. Yeah, that I mean, that makes sense, yeah. When you find <laughs> out that comedian Miles Jupp is the person who played Archie in Balamori as well, that's a weird one. Oh, yes, he is, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so, you know, I mean, overall, it's great. And... This film is also directed by George Miller, who is the last person you would expect to make a film like Happy Feet because usually George Miller's making really gritty films like Mad Max. Right, I was going to say, I don't know who George Miller is, so I'm glad that you explained. Yeah, very, very gritty filmmaker. So making it such a heartwarming and nice film like Happy Feet is definitely off-brand for, for, for George Miller. But there, there you go. Right, so we've heard this mentioned already. Um, I couldn't not put this on the list. Mm -hmm. And I kind of thought my placing of it would be controversial. I thought that people would be, you know, fuming that I didn't have this as top of the list, especially when they hear what is top of the list. Um, But I'll not go there yet. I have put Dirty Dancing as my number two. And uh, that that is because I couldn't not have it on the list. Um, and I love Patrick Swayze. So Yeah, I feel like that's probably more where it deserves to be. <laughs> but the th- it's so funny because I was like, people are going to be outraged at me for putting Dirty Dancing second. And I love that you've been brave enough to put Happy Feet above Dirty Dancing. <laughs> dance movie look personally i had a better time with happy feet what can i say <laughs> no that's fine that is your personal i'm glad because now maybe the mob can come after you rather than me i think they might but i you know i'm ready for it <laughs> you're gonna dance your way away from them exactly i can't sing but i can tap dance so it's it's all good we can pirouette away from them um yeah so you've already discussed how how brilliant dirty dancing is Anywhere you go, people mention it. The musical, I haven't seen yet, but I would love to see that live. I just feel like Patrick Swayze will always have a place in my heart. I remember being younger and thinking it didn't actually seem that dirty, the dancing. So either it's <laughs> or I was just a hoe. I don't know. Um, and it's got the iconic, I carried a watermelon in it. And I love watermelon. So there's just all round. I don't feel like I need to sell this <laughs> no exactly people love it universally it's like it, it's what you know wherever you go people will yes. love it so okie dokie so at number two for me is another film that's not necessarily about dancing but it has got dancing in it dancing with wolves is that what it is no, <laughs> with <this animal> thing. <laughs> uh, no it, um so This is a film that is possibly one of my favourite musical movies. Um, And that is uh, 2016's La La Land. Oh my gosh, of course. Yeah. I forgot about it. It's a good film. 
It's um, an absolutely incredible film. I remember watching it for the first time and just being like, this is too good. I mean, not only is um, has it got an incredible leading cast with Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone, who had, of course, worked together before in other films. So their rapport was already there, which was, was really good. But uh, the director, Damien Chazelle, who... Um, hadn't released many films before this film, but had released uh, Whiplash. I don't know whether you've ever seen Whiplash. I've heard of it. Don't think I've seen it. Um, with Miles Teller in it about the jazz band and the drumming. Um, and I absolutely love Whiplash. Oh, I have seen it. It was very good. Yeah. Whip, see, <laughs> oh my God, my memory is appalling. <laughs> so, he, you know, D- Damien Chazelle's like, you know, I don't think he's made a bad film yet, in my opinion. Um, and I think what's so good about Damien Chazelle is he just knows how to direct that kind of vibe. So yeah. I think, you know, he has a real, real love for jazz. Yeah. And you can tell completely when he met, you know, when you're watching his movies. Um, and uh, not only have you got like the big ensemble pieces like um, Another Day of Sun at the beginning of the film, but you've also got the more intimate dances between uh, Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone, like when they're dancing on the uh, street at night when Emma's in the iconic yellow dress, um, which I think is just such a wonderful thing to watch as well. Um, but yeah, I think it's just great. And it's got John Legend in it as well. Yes, it does. Oh my God, now I'm gutted that I watched Honey last night instead of La La Land. I wish I would have watched <laughs> La La Land. I thought to put that on my list. But again, again, it's not necessarily one that you would kind of probably think of when it comes to. No, it's weird, isn't it? Because I know I remember I enjoyed watching it, and uh, when I heard I heard Another Day of Sun on Strictly Come Dancing around Christmas time, and mm. was like, oh my gosh, of course that's from there. And but I I I'm not like I forgot about it. You know what I mean? Like I don't feel like it's a forgettable film, but yet I forgot about it. Hmm. Maybe that's on me because I really liked Whiplash, and then I just told you I hadn't seen it, but I definitely. Have. But you definitely. <laughs> well, yeah. But there you go. For for me, <laughs> I just think it's like one of the best musicals ever made, and I don't know whether there'd be people who'll disagree with that, but especially because it's an original one as well. It's, you know, it's not got any kind of source material to base off. Yeah, I was going to say, do they do it as a in theatres as a musical? Uh, yeah, no, it, it was never like on Broadway or anything like that, just completely between Damien Chazelle and uh, Justin Hurwitz, I think that's how you pronounce his last name. Uh, he's, he composed the music, um, wow. and I believe he also composed the music for, um, for Whiplash as well, so they've got quite a good working relationship. Yeah, that's a good team. I'm surprised they haven't turned it into a musical then. Um, does it have a low Rotten Tomatoes score or something? No, not at all. Like, it's pretty much critically loved and everything. I mean, I think the only controversy was that it nearly won Best Picture, but didn't. <laughs> yeah, that must have been devastating to it, think. It must what? have. I mean, I must admit, I love La La Land, but I am very glad that Moonlight won Best Picture. I'll I'll say that now. I'll put that out there. I don't know what Moonlight is. I'll be honest with you. I'm not very cultured. I think that's what that's a film you should watch if you get a chance because it's very good. Okay, I'll put it on the list. The list is very long.
Uh, we've done number two. Now, before we go on to our number one picks, we have to do, of course, an honourable mention. A film that is part of the theme that, you know, we like but didn't just quite make the list. And like I said before, I think I might have cheated with this one because it's not technically a film. Okay. But it also is. But we'll um, we'll see what you think. Okay. Uh, so I'll go first on this one. My honourable mention is the professional recording of the musical Hamilton. <laughs> see, I've not seen this either. I've not seen Hamilton. All I know of Hamilton is what Catherine Ryan said in her stand-up show. I can't remember which one it was. Oh, yes. Uh, and I just never, wa- I've not watched it yet, but I've heard everyone say it's incredible. It is really just, um, I mean, I, I'd always wanted to watch it. Like I was always very excited to to see it, um, when, especially when it came to London as well. Um, and I had the chance to watch it, but I mean, the tickets, just because of how popular it is, the tickets are so expensive. Um but then when Disney announced that they'd acquired the professionally filmed versions put on Disney Plus, I was like, yes, this is great. I'm so excited to watch it. And when I watched it, I was blown away. Like it is next level. It so it's not cool. in the overhyped category then. I I mean, I might you could probably maybe say that I'm overhyping it, but from my perspective, I'm not. Like I am a really, really big fan of it. I think that it's all right to kind of question like the kind of the negative side of it, because I know that there's a lot of kind of conversation about how certain things are represented in, in the musical um, and certain aspects and stuff. But I think it's, it's all right to question that and be critical of that while also understanding that from a production perspective and from a song songwriting perspective and from a cast perspective it is the perfect musical oh big word see now this is now you've said you might potentially be overhyping and this is where i think that we need to as a, a nation as a world need to agree on if something is incredible we should all just say it's good and then when people see it, they can themselves think, oh, that was so much better than I expected. Rather than oh, when people say, oh, it's incredible. And then you watch it and you go, oh, it was all right. But I was expecting like fireworks. Yeah. Maybe that's a good plan. But I have heard from everyone that Hamilton is incredible and you've really have sold it. So I think I'll be having to watch that soon. Yeah. And I think as well, it's kind of one of those things where you have to kind of you have to sort out a night to do it because obviously it is the full length of a musical. It's like three hours long and there yeah. is actually an interval in the middle of it, like a full interval. You can skip it if you want, but you can, you can treat your own pots of ice cream in and pretend you're there and get some little binoculars out. Yeah, exactly. And you won't be extorted and pay like 10 pounds for one pot. You can have yeah. a full tub of Ben and Jerry's for four pounds. I would, I would never think ice cream would be the go-to snack. Yet as soon as you see the ice cream lady, you're just like, I need one. Yeah, one hundred percent. I, I, um, I once had a slush when I went and watched a musical, and I thought that was a bit weird. But uh, <laughs> that's a weird clash of cultures. That I would honestly really love to go and watch Hamilton. I think uh, just before we move on to your honourable mention, I just have to mention that the choreography in the in the uh, in the musical is just absolutely amazing. Um, 
some I mean it wouldn't necessarily be considered like you know the dancing that you see in like the greatest showman or something but you know there are some moments and some things that are just so amazingly done um and it is it's a really great watch okay well for my honorable mention I found this difficult because throughout the last few days when I've been reliving my youth and watching those dance films that I I thought were just the creme de la creme of films mm. when I was 14. I've I've had to reevaluate what I think of them now 10 years on. And so I've 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 had to knock a few things off the list. And I well, I was watching Honey last night and I've said I was a bit bored. I wasn't hooked into it. However, at the end of the film, I want to give the honorable mention just to one dance routine, one specific part of the film. Okay. Because um there's a dance routine that did exactly what I want out of a dance film and it made me feel that like joy that makes you want to dance that you're like yes look at these people go and it was again that mashup of different styles and I did think that of all the rest of the dance routines in the that film were just sort of like a bit blah they've not stood that test of time but that one was lovely because it was like she works with, um, like, teaches kids in the community that might not have um, any prospects from their, like, um, childhood or they might, they, she's trying to stop them from um, going down bad paths and bad routes. And so she opens, uh, she tries to open a dance school for them to help them um, get onto a better path for life. And so you're seeing all these kids and they're dancing their little hearts out and they're really really good at it and there's a great mashup and I think the choreography really like stands that test of time and it made me feel like yeah and it was that nice lovely moment uh, the crescendo of the film um, and I want to give it that mention because that bit of the film I did really still enjoy 10 years on. Nice, I like it. I feel like I had to watch this film there because I don't think I've seen it but um... Oh well just skip to the end because I was bored. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, yeah, I'll just um, I'll just YouTube the final dance then. You could have, if you'd have asked me if, like years ago, I'd have said, "Oh, great film," but I, I don't. You've got too many other films on your list. You're you're a proper film buff, and I don't want you wasting. <laughs> We've done our honourable mention. It's now time for the number one spot, and I can somehow feel like we can kind of predict each other's number ones. I haven't got a clue what you're going to say. <laughs> well, I think I might I think I might know what you're going to say, but we'll we'll let you take it away with yours first. Okay, now this is where I think the mob might come after me because my favorite film and my favorite dance film is the, is one in the same and I think I'm possibly and I don't have this as fact but I think quite possibly I am the only person in the world that likes this film. Um, my favourite film, my favourite dance film, my number one on this top spot is Dirty Dancing 2 Havana Nights. Now, I feel like this is where people will storm out of the room, take their headphones out, fuming that I've put Dirty Dancing 2, a sequel, if you will, over the original Dirty Dancing. I'm probably the only person in the world. It's very difficult to find this film anywhere. Uh, I got it on DVD for Christmas the other day and I feel like DVDs, people don't do them as much now. Um, but I just love 
everything about it. It, it just, you know, when people say you have that film that you put on when you want to just feel happy and you just want everything, like if you're in a bit of a rubbish mood, you'll put it on and it just fixes things. You just, it's your go-to happy film. This is my go-to film. And it's a bit different to the original Dirty Dancing. It's set in Cuba when the Americans um, were sort of living there and there was a lot of political issues regarding that. And it's about this American girl who um, her family have moved to Cuba because her dad works in a, in, in a big important business. I didn't focus on that fact, um, but he's a businessman. And she, um, she really gets into the dancing in Cuba and she sees people dancing in the street and she's intrigued by it. And then there's a competition to, um, to, 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 dance basically there's a dance competition if you will and she starts to learn to dance and she partners up with one of the waiters at the hotel that she lives at and it's all about him teaching her um how to move more freely and how they will dance in Cuba and her showing him um the more ballroom stuff that she's learned from her parents and it's just it's just lovely there is you know there is a love story in there there is in most dance films and I did I do love that part of it but that makes me sound like such a soppy girl but I love the dancing I love the the fact that there's ballroom and Latin in there because that is the dance that I just love from being a kid from watching Strictly and the music is just in my opinion brilliant i tried to look for a cd of the year i tried to look for a cd actually tried to look for a tape of the um the theme tune because i've got a car with a tape player i'm so sounds so old um i just love the music and and i ever since i've wanted to go to cuba and i've not been able to go yet but when i can i want to because it may it's just i don't know it just makes me feel happy and that's my reason i love it i, I feel like it is, if anything, encompasses the whole idea of dance movies is it doesn't matter if your favourite dance movie isn't the best dance movie, isn't the best movie in general. It just yeah. matters that it's something that you personally connect with and have a great time with and, and have all these kind of memories and kind of nostalgic connections to. And I th feel like that's just so wonderful. But I do have to mention my mum again um, okay. Because, of course, her favourite film is Dirty Dancing. And I was talking uh, to her before about about these uh, about this uh, recording and about that we were doing dancing films. And um, I was asking her what she would pick. And she was like, oh, yeah, of course, obviously, Dirty Dancing would be first. And, and then she went, but I wouldn't pick the second one, though. I don't like the second one. I <laughs> know, that's what everybody <laughs> said. No matter who I mention it to, they're like, no, the second one's awful. It's awful. And I'm like, no, you guys just just aren't appreciating everything it has to offer it's in but, cuba but i do like that you're going against the grain on it and i um yeah very good indeed i think you should give it a watch by the way i and think I, I should yeah you're right i mean i'm probably i probably have overhyped it so what i will say is it's good it's good <laughs> i like it i like it okay well in that same vein i would also say that this film is good Okay, I love the tone that we give that. Good. Good, good. Uh, so, yeah, so uh, this is my number one pick for films with dancing in it. And this film is a film about dancing. It, isn't, it hasn't just got dancing in it. It is 
about dancing. I would also suggest that this is just as quintessentially British as the full Monty is. Um, it's so wonderful. It is not just one of my favourite dancing films. It's one of my favourite films ever, like it, like uh, Havana Nights is with you. Uh, my number one pick for dancing films is Billy Elliot. Of course. Now, before you said we could probably guess, and I realise now I should have thought Billy Elliot. I, I have never seen Billy Elliot either. Hmm. I um. That's okay. I'll let you off. <laughs> Thank you for letting me off. Um, and I just, this film is just incredible from start to finish. Not only is it about dancing, it's, uh, you know, and I think there's, there's an overrunning theme with films to do with dancing is uh, it's all about acceptance because, yeah. you know, Billy Elliot is from a working class family. He's, gonna go and work in the mines like his dad you know it's he was completely going against the grain on anything that his upbringing teaches him but he finds this thing that he just loves so much you know he has such a love for music and he has such a love for for moving and boogieing around and he embraces that and chases that and it's about him kind of working through the relationships with all of the people around him when he kind of has to go through and I mean it's not for him to accept that he is into dancing and he wants to be a dancer when he grows up it's down to all the other people around him especially his father um who in the film is absolutely incredible he's played by uh, Gary Lewis um I, I mean he's so wonderful in the movie because I think out of everybody in the film, it's him that has to go through the biggest kind of emotional change. He, you know, when you're a father, you kind of know what you want for your child. You know what you want them to do. So yeah. when something like that, especially when the film is set, is probably seen as a stereotypically homosexual thing to do for, for, for a boy or a man to do. So again, it comes with those stereotypes and that stigma and, um, and it was about him accepting it. And I mean, I don't want to spoil too much, but towards the end of the film, he does come to accept it. And it, and I love the journey that it takes. And we also have to go to Billy Elliot's mentor, who is played by the wonderful Julie Walters, who oh. I adore so much. You know, she's been in so many iconic movies. She's also been, of course, she's in Mamma Mia. Um, but the, her character in this film is... You know, she is the power boss. She's the girl boss. She is, you know, she is the ch the number one Billy Elliot champion. She can see the talent in him. She knows that he's going to do so well and have such a great career. And it's kind of also almost down to her to convince everyone else around Billy that, you know, he has got this talent and he can do it. Um, and there are some iconic, wonderfully iconic moments in the movie. Uh, there's a few lines that I can't say just because of how, like out there and um, kind of silly they are. Uh, Jamie Bell, a very young Jamie Bell, plays Billy Elliot uh, so wonderfully. I, I think he's such a great actor. There are so many standout moments for him in the film. Um, and also the film uh, does kind of go into the whole minor strike, the whole political side of that and that kind of side with um, with Billy Elliot's father, who is a minor and the, the, that kind of side. And I think that's worked into the, into the plot so well as well. 
And yeah, I just, I absolutely love it. I think it's amazing. Honestly, I think that yours is a, a very worthy first place. I've, I've, as, and I say that without having seen it, but I know so many people who love it. And it is, as much as I've not seen it, it's not because I didn't want to see it. It's just one of those things like I've never seen. Like I didn't see the Goonies until the other year. And it's, uh, I know that if I watch it, I will enjoy it because it's critically acclaimed. And I think publicly acclaimed, because I, I don't know if that's a thing, but I feel like everyone that you would ask, they would say, yes, it's a good film or it's something that they remember. It's it's uh, ingrained within society as a as a dance film. And I think I do need to watch it. I need to correct the fact that I've got to 24 and not watched it. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that the other really great thing about it as well is that it just, it helps. I think it helps so many other people uh, to come to accept you know, who they are and, you know, if they, um, basically, you know, you be who you want to be. It does not matter what anybody else thinks. And, um, I mean, it made me think, oh, like I could be a dancer, but I can't dance for tough. Like I, nah, no. But, you have to start, you have to believe in yourself and <laughs> practice. Practice. Uh, but yeah, no, so I mean, personally, just think it's just such an overall great movie with a great message and some great performances. So yeah, there we go. Well, thank you very much for joining me, Vicky. It's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, before we go, is there any um, anywhere we can find you? Anything that you've got coming up that you want to mention? I know we're in lockdown, but I'm sure you've got things on the horizon. Yeah, so I um, you can listen to my radio show on Durham on Air on the weekends. I'm on two till four, um, and I will also be starting a show on Gadio um, on Wednesday evening, seven till nine. So basically, just put your radio on and flick through the channels until you hear my voice. <laughs> You're gonna be everywhere, but that's that's right. That's where you should be. Um, so yeah, uh, that's what I do if you want to hear me talk about ridiculous things but I promise I will not force anybody to watch Dirty Dancing 2 if they don't want to Well, that is it for another episode of The Ranklist. Thank you again very much to Vicky for guesting on the podcast this week We will have another guest and another theme next week but before we go, as always, of course you can catch me on Twitter and Instagram by searching presenter Alex. You can see more of me on those two channels. Uh, also, please, if you will, leave a review on Apple Podcast. It really helps out uh, getting this podcast to a wider audience. I'd be really grateful if you could do so. And just let your friends know about th this show. Let them, let them know. Tell them about it. Ask them to give them a listen. Any feedback, I'd absolutely love it. And again, I just want to thank everybody uh, so far for all the support. It's been absolutely wonderful. And I cannot wait for you to hear some of the stuff we've got coming up. because It's going to be really, really awesome. 